Hello, 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 everyone, and thank you for joining the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast, hosted by me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. Thank you for joining. I already said that. I do appreciate it, each and every one of you. Don't forget to check out the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Gram, as the kids say these days. At RMK Madness is where you can find me. That's right. And if you're a fantasy football head and you're into that sort of thing, please look for my new fantasy football podcast, the Dynasty Wonderland Podcast. That's right. Actually having a, a friend, a, a another writer at playerprofiler.com, which is where you can find all my written content, by the way, pertaining to fantasy football, Another writer is going to team up with me, do some some joining of the pod, a little guesting here coming up. So it's going to be good times again if you're in that into that sort of thing. <sighs> so, America, right? <laughs> it's, it's <sighs> and don't mind, I having a J while we're starting the pod, and uh, you know me. <laughs> got the septal i actually have a doctor's appointment coming up to get this this hole in my nose looked at not the one with the ring in it the other one septal perforation i believe it's called gonna get this checked out usually comes from uh cocaine abuse (laughs) i've not done any any cocaine see my thing i've had allergies all my life had to use nasal spray before. The idea of stuff up the nose, not appealing. So never, never one for cocaine myself. So we'll see what's going on with my schnozzer. Here come Wednesday. Whew. But anyway, I digress. Back to what I was saying about Murica. I just wanted to let you know, if you hear the noises, it's either my nose or the joint, basically. Anyway. I don't even know where to start. See, that's the joint. But I mean, honestly, there's a fucking plethora of irritating shit going on. Texas. That's what we'll start. We'll start with Texas. Joining Iowa, the Mississippi, to the, in the idiocy at the highest government levels. Just opening everything up. No mask mandates. It's so crazy. I I very much appreciate the state I live in of Colorado. Yet again, I notice this shit. I see videos online all the time. Florida. Iowa. Just walking to stores and nobody gives a shit. Maskless people everywhere. It's not like that here. You go out here. You go to the store here. Everybody's wearing a fucking mask. There might be one, two people you see throughout an entire day. Most of the people here doing what they're supposed to be doing. Japan. I watch a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You see the fans. They're allowed to have fans at wrestling. Now, it's not a lot of fans. They don't go full capacity. You see people sitting apart, wearing masks. But they're doing all that. And they're not having... The amount of trouble we're having. Now, much smaller country, but stark contrast nonetheless. 
So, of course, Governor Abbott is uh, of Texas on Twitter announcing everything's open, no mask mandate. But, of course, establishments can still choose to uh, mandate masks. But, you know, not everything's open because the governor's mansion, tours of the governor's mansion, (laughs) that shit's not going on. That shit is closed. Why do you think that is? Well, because Governor Abbott lives there and he doesn't want people with coronavirus coming into his fucking house. (laughs) And these people will still be right there to get the vaccine, even though acting like, yeah, yeah. And then, hours after the tweet about reopening, Governor Abbott then blames President Biden for immigrants coming into Texas communities that were COVID, for releasing immigrants. And it's like, you said you were open. That's, That's the way I took it. Biden said, okay, well, we're releasing some immigrants. We need, uh, you know... We need some space. You're open, you said. (laughs) But it really does seem to just be the strategy of Republicans to just screw up shit royally and then blame the Democrats. See... To give you a little background on me, if you haven't heard it already, but for the longest time I was neutral, you know, most of my life. I mean, I've cared, but only to an extent about politics and what goes on in government and things like that. But I wanted my voice. I wanted to be able to vote. And But I wanted to, you know, have some information. I didn't just want to go willy-nilly which I did the very first time I voted. I, I, I did a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, I'll just vote with this guy. I did. <laughs> Which was Bush. <sighs> Good old Bush and his Bushisms. But I would every election year do my due diligence so that I had some sort of confidence in who I was voting for, knowing full well that, A, 99% of these fuckers give two shits, these politicians. B, America is still in the Stone Age with this fucking two-party system shit, and it's ridiculous. So, it was just like, yeah, do the best I can, do my part. (laughs) Now, You get to the year 2016. And I don't vote for the first time in my life. Why? Because I was angry that the choices my fucking country were giving me were a goddamn reality TV host. Who's a fucking idiot? And Hillary. And I was no fan of Hillary. Now, perhaps I should have voted regardless. And I I must admit, I did feel a twinge of regret when I saw that people were voting for Harambe 
you know, the gorilla that had died got killed. I would have loved to have voted for Harambe. Alas, I did not. I did not vote at all. And I'm okay with that. I was then, still am to this day. And then Trump was elected. And I remember my brother and I had the conversation. My brother Tyson, also known as Taco Cat. He will be coming on the pod at some point to discuss movies with us all. But we had a conversation right after it happened. Like, okay, well, this should be interesting. Should provide some, you know, comedic banter, you know. And uh, fuck, fuck it. Let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. Very quickly into Trump's tenure as president, I realized it was not going to go great. It was not going to go great. Immediately, shit he did started affecting things in my family, like medical insurance. At the time, I was having a lot of stomach issues. I needed my goddamn insurance. I ended up getting some tests done and losing it right at the end, but it it just like it snowballed. And then I started to realize things. So I actually, you know, heard people in the past had made comparisons of Trump and Hitler, and it was kind of funny to talk about, but I started to see some signs. So of course I have to go back and refresh my memory because I'm a bit of a student of history. It was originally what I went to college to do was to be a history teacher. And so I had to go back and watch some of this stuff, some World War II docs, a doc about Hitler, doc as in documentary. And I watched this stuff, and I come away going, man, there's a lot of similarities. But the good news is Trump was not nearly as intelligent or charismatic as Hitler was. And that's not not trying to compliment Hitler because he's the biggest piece of shit ever. But that's how he was able to manipulate people. And Trump's been able to manipulate people, too. But the dumbest... (laughs) And so the whole Trump thing got me as into politics as I've ever been. And as neutral as I was for most of my life, I've seen over the past handful of years what the Republican Party is. And it's crazy to think they could split it in half for the pro-Trumpers and the non-pro-Trumpers and the anti-Trumpers. But even then, a lot of them are still trying to appease to him in ways today they feel like he holds the power there. But I, but I also look at it and say the Dem, the Democrats aren't perfect either. I mean, eight voted against the minimum wage stuff, the minimum wage increase. One of them, Kristen, Kirsten, what's her name? Cinemore? I do. I wrote it shitty on my notes. <laughs> she. Not too long ago, was talking about how minimum wage was on Twitter. A a, a no-brainer. The 
going up, it going up should be a no-brainer, and yet she voted against it. But again, that's why I think the whole system's fucked. I think Trump proved with some of the shit he did that 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 it needs an overhaul because he shouldn't be alive. You know, I think there's just the system's in trouble, and we need to dispose of the the archaic two party system. We need to change a lot of stuff because my my biggest fear with Trump is that he's kind of put down the blueprint for someone, you know, like him, but more intelligent, more charismatic. That'd be a dangerous thing for democracy, I would say. But I digress. Back to Texas. They're fucking about. And then you got Mitch McConnell. I don't know why I said back to Texas. All I had to say about Texas was they're fucking about. (laughs) But then you got Mitch McConnell. And he says he's concerned if 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 we're given the people are given fourteen hundred dollar stimulus checks because they might not go back to work. Huh. I mean, fourteen hundred is all I need to buy that dream yacht to sail around the world in. I mean, that that was my plan. Fourteen hundred dollars and I could I could retire and get that yacht and <clears throat> you know, we'd be on our fucking merry way. Right. (laughs) You could give, literally, me and my wife, $1,400 each a month for eternity. We'd still have to work. (laughs) Because that's, that's, that's not enough. It's... And I'm sure there's people out there who are like, that's 2800 wouldn't be it. Nah. Family of four. I mean, I'm sure we can make it work if we had to. <laughs> it's, it, it's rough is what I'm saying. It's not all that easy. It's easy for someone who has the wealth that that dude has to say some shit like that. Like, I don't know, dude, you got a lot of money. You still go to work, right? Or are you working? Because it doesn't feel like you're working. But you call it work, right? You work after getting all that money. <laughs> God, what a fucking douchebag. Like, this per people still vote for this fucking guy. It's insane. And the idea of unpaid internships has come come up a lot. And to me, this is just another thing that skews to the wealthy. People act like it's tradition and shit like that, but they, how many people can honestly work for free? Sure, there's people that done it, but how? what if they had to sacrifice? Should you have to do that? Sacrifice so much to work for free just to get into a job you want. It's just... And it's mighty difficult for some. Me, I lost my father as a teenager when I was already a father myself. I was a teenage parent, and yes, that was on me. That's my de- that was through decisions I made. But I was a single teenage father. And at the time, I was staying with my father, and he passed. And man, I went downhill. 
to be honest, I'm the one that found him. It was a whole fucking just mental mind fuck. It's when I really first got heavy into my drinking. And, you know, all that stuff aside, let's say I hadn't done all that when my dad passed or that my dad hadn't passed at all. Just where I was at trying to finish high school, being a teenage parent and trying to even think about college. I didn't have any money to go to college, anything like that. So it was going to be student loans, shit like that. Another thing the government needs to fix. So many other countries, people don't have to go in debt to get a college education. Perhaps people could work for free if they didn't have to go in debt for a college education. But I, in, even in my situation, it would, like, what do you do if you're going to work for free? You probably still got to get a job if you're living somewhere, right? And then you're working two jobs. So if you got a kid, how does that work? Because you're not making enough to pay for a babysitter or daycare or anything like that. Like, that's what I'm talking about. But if you've got rich mommy and daddy who will pay for a place for you to live or let you stay with them or whatever it is. Makes it a lot easier to work for free in an unpaid internship. So I guess bottom line for me is I think they're a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) That's me, though. That's me. That's me. I, I have my ways of thinking about shit. Yeah. One other irritation in the plethora of irritations this week. This past week. March 4th. There's no big inauguration for Trump. Like the QAnon predict, like at this point, it's it's getting so embarrassing. You fucking people are just so, you call us sheep, sheep. And you're still trying, I've seen so much hilarious shit. One guy was like, it's all a scam. I bought a ticket and, and to go to the inauguration on March 4th. And then my, my t- card was declined. And thank goodness, thank goodness, because it wasn't even real. It's all fake and blah, blah, blah. And then you have other guys <laughs> on, on the social media, like, just hang in there. It's switched to March 20th. Trump will rise again. Like, <laughs> what? These fucking people are mental. So now our next date is the 20th. Just like all the apocalypse. The world's going to end in 2000. 2001, okay, we're still going. It's going to be in 2012. It's a prophecy. It's in the Bible. Okay, it's 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 2016. It's going to end in 2020. It got close. <laughs> 2020 was close. But it's 2021, and the world's still spinning. Yeah, we'll see what happens March 20th. These fucking assholes. Really. It's just... This is their beliefs. And again, they have (laughs) the nerve to call people like me and and you all out there listening, to call people like us sheep. 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 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Complaints and grievances section is over. <laughs> the, all the irritating shit and stupid shit that happened as of recent. There was some, you know, less irritating and shitty stuff as well. Like for me, one, one of the tops of the past few days, Baker Mayfield, quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, seeing a potential UFO. Saw a ball of light in the sky come down, down from the sky towards Lake Travis. And this happened in Texas. And I love it. I love UFO stuff. Now, I'm not saying he guaranteed saw a UFO, but I always find it interesting when famous people do have experiences and they share them. Because this isn't just some random shit like celebrities see them too. Or see something, you know. And then you got uh, Colin Cowherd, if you're not familiar with him or sport. He's a talk show host, radio. And he just really doesn't like Baker Mayfield. He talks a lot of shit on him. He talks shit on him for wearing his hat backwards because quarterbacks shouldn't wear their hat backwards. And he also said recently that uh, I wouldn't want my quarterback talking about UFOs. Something along those lines. Now, Tom Brady, as much as I dislike him, did have a great comeback for Mr. Cowherd by saying, how do you know I haven't seen aliens, Colin? It's true. Good job, Mr. Tom Brady. I hate to give him credit. I really fucking do. <sighs> I mean, it's annoying he wins a lot, but more than that, it's the, the whole PP, the, the loan he took out. PP. Not, I shouldn't have said that. I don't remember the letters that go into it. But the loan he took out to help that was meant for, you know, small businesses during last year. And no, he did not need that money and took it. That's my biggest issue with him right now. It is annoying that he wins a lot, though. But I love it. You know, I love the idea of UFOs, aliens. I mentioned it a million times. Beginning of the universe. Twin life was found in like 10 million years. It's a long time. We're not alone. There's no way. We're, I betcha, a lot more than like Star Wars than anybody realizes. That's my guess. And I am more and more intrigued by this idea of a multiverse where our galaxy, I mean, because you got to think about it. Who's to say it's not? Earth is a planet in a solar system. Solar system is part of a galaxy. The galaxy, part of a universe. Who else, who's to say that the universe is in part of, alongside other universes, something even bigger. So, the idea that there's multi-universes, and, and then you can also look at multi-dimensions, which scientists are becoming more intrigued by. Like, it's all very interesting. But speculative for, for the moment. 
a lot of theorizing. But we do have some cool shit going on on Mars, right? The new rover, Perseverance. And this one's so much better than the last one because it's getting some really cool shit. If you're into this sort of thing, it's getting some really cool stuff. You just look up some of the images. It has video, too. It's got this one video of Mars at night and doing, like, just a full pan across the... It's just the auroras in the sky. The, I mean, you could just see everything. It's beautiful. Space porn, if you know what I mean. So good stuff going on there. Also exciting, found out X-Men is going to be coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right. You know, they had the whole shit storm with the Fox, you know, movie, the Fox being part of the other movies. It's just a mess, right? But it sounds like they're going to introduce the X-Men, reintroduce them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a movie titled Mutants. And I'm excited. You know, there's a lot of people who are down on the more recent X-Men movies. And I just saw on Twitter tonight. I can't remember who was talking about having just uh, watched Apocalypse and being disappointed. And, it, you know, I wouldn't call it fantastic. And there were some parts that I was kind of like, eh. But for, like, I didn't think that was a bad one. And I've heard Dark Phoenix is terrible. <laughs> but I didn't think Apocalypse was bad. And I like Days of Future Past. First Class is amazing. And the original, the first X-Men, is amazing. X-Men 2 is pretty good. X-Men 3 is like, eh. You started to wonder what was going to happen with X-Men when X-Men 3 came out. You were like, eh. And then First Class. Well, no, 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 because it was X-Men 3, and it was X-Men Origins, right? <laughs> and I get a kick out of that movie, but most people are right. It's not great. And then, and then you had First Class, and you were like, this is awesome. And then Days of Future Past was good. I really enjoyed the Wolverine myself. But I, 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 I don't understand why people are as down on Apocalypse. I know it wasn't great. But people think much less of it than I do, I guess. I try not to hate on movies, though. I really do. I try not to. I'm like, did I feel it was a waste of my time? No? Okay. Cool with me. Whatever. Some people might consider it a waste of time. But... Regardless, excited to have them coming back to the MCU. There's so much cool stuff coming. There really is. Like, for example, Mortal Kombat, which I've mentioned before. I am fucking stoked for this. Finally got to rewatch the original recorded off TV. Man, good to hear that theme song again. See the action spots. The Johnny Cage Scorpion match. I mean, that fucking, that, that part of the movie, that battle, is fucking great. You gotta love it. Fear Factory playing in the background. I did. I, I loved it so much. I had to get back into Fear Factory, and I'd download that fucking CD again just so I could hear that shit. That whole album, Demanufactured by Fear Factory, if you're into the metal scene. That is some good stuff. It is. 
I love it. Love me some Fear Factory. And then later on, I did, and this is all the, the, the stuff that's coming out on like HBO Max, the same time as it hit the, hits the theaters. You've got Mortal Kombat coming up. Later down the road, we get Suicide Squad 2. And see, a lot of people are down on Suicide Squad. And again, I wouldn't say it's the greatest movie ever, but as far as DC goes, DC tends to bomb. You know, aside from Batman movies, <clears throat> I'm biased. I don't really give a shit about Superman, to be honest. But I think I've said that before, too. Just a reminder. Just a reminder, then. <laughs> but what... I, that's one I feel gets a little too much hate, too, Suicide Squad. And the new one looks interesting. A lot more characters. A lot more names. Fucking John Cena's in it. Now, when he was a wrestler, I could not stand him. I was one of those... You'd hear at the... When I watched WWE. But you'd hear at the shows the... Cena's awesome. Or what? We love Cena. Let's go Cena. There you go. Let's go Cena. Cena sucks. You'd hear that chant all the time in those crap. See, I could barely even remember it. That's how much I give a shit. <laughs> but I'm one of the Cena sucks crowd, right? That's I'm in that group of people. But I got to admit, I like some of his acting stuff. <laughs> He's kind of funny. I mean, even in WWE, he had some moments. Even though I disliked his character and him so much, there were some moments he made me chuckle. I couldn't help it. Like, all right, I'll give him that. That was funny. So I think he's done well in acting, which is why he's really not been in a rush to wrestle. <laughs> so all that shit he talked about The Rock years ago, this only solidifies why I disliked Johnson. <laughs> But he talked a bunch of shit on The Rock for going to Hollywood and never coming back, abandoning the wrestling community. And he did the same shit. Funny how that works. Acting's probably a lot of fun. And not as shitty on your body, probably. <laughs> but a lot of good stuff. Could I, I, I'm excited for Suicide Squad 2. It looks good. Based on what I've seen. But... You know, some people might not be willing to give it a chance after the first one, since uh, so many seem down on it. But all around good stuff. Good stuff. Also good stuff. The BattleBots tournament. If you have not been paying attention, it's been freaking awesome. So, we will do an update. Because I've been talking about one, and I'm just like, there's so many teams and so many matches, I just don't want to... Does anybody really care that much? Because it is bad. Hell yeah. Let's talk some robot fighting. Let's talk some robot fighting. Because <laughs> we're down to the final eight bots. Now, this Thursday, the next round will begin. I'm assuming we'll see the full thing. For all I know, we're going to get the whole rest of the tournament. I guess I really haven't looked into it. But the four matches we should see are Hydra versus Whiplash. Hydra's the number one bot. It's the flipper bot. Pretty powerful one. It's been kicking some ass. But they go against Whiplash. Who has a vertical spinner along with a lifter. So, 
you know, it lifts, but it doesn't like pop things in the air. You know what I mean? Like, like Hydra does. So you got that match. And the winner of that will take on Ribot versus Black Dragon. Both of these spinners as well. Vertical. Or I think it's Black Dragon. The dra- No, they're both. So this one should be interesting. And those two will face off. Honestly, I could just see Whiplash making it to the finals through the rest. Because I think he's going to upset Hydra. And take down whoever wins the next match. And then on the other side of the bracket, you got Tantrum, which is another vertical spinner. It's more like a drum, I believe. Or is it? No, I think it's just a vertical spinner. But it, it like punches out. It's really cool. I kind of like it. And they're taking on Sawblaze. And if you've heard about my opinions on BattleBots before, I do not like Sawbots. And I certainly don't like Sawblaze because I'm not very fond of their captain and his attitude. So I hope they go down. And on the other side, whoever wins that will face off Shatter, which is... Now, this one has a couple of different weapons it can go with. But they've made it this far, which was not expected. And they'll go up against Endgame, which has a vertical spinner. And man, it is nasty. So my personal pick to win the whole rest of the tournament, actually, would be Endgame. It's badass. If you see this thing, it's just a wicked, wicked spinner. Just, I love robot fighting. So I'm definitely excited for Thursday. Should be a hell of a night. So I don't know if we're going to get the rest of the tourney. Because really, they've been doing eight matches a night, right? And these are just four matches. So they'd be able to do four. Plus the two semifinal matchups. Right? And then the final. If I'm not mistaken. That's seven matches. They could get all that in in one show. So we might get the end of the tournament in one show. That would be awesome. Otherwise, it'll be split up into two. And we'll see how they do that. But Thursday night, look for that. And you'd have some more sports stuff. Started started to get so, yeah, I know, so sportsy. But there was some interesting stuff going on. You had the NBA All-Star Game. I used to get so goddamn excited for this when I was a kid. I'm serious. So excited. I remember we used to go out and do our own dunk contest and three-point contest. I remember the dunk contest. It really started to kick off when they first came out with those adjustable basketball hoops. And you could lower them because then everybody could dunk. And it was great. And you had a blast. You just had no one to really judge it. (laughs) But it was fun. We used to have a lot of fun with that. And watching all the, you know, old school stuff back in the day, the dunks, the three-point contest. But my, my enthusiasm has definitely lessened for it over the years. Pretty much, uh, especially in the last handful of years. And really, I still enjoy tuning in for the three-point contest. Because that's one of my favorite parts of the game. I love the long ball, the three-shot. So I enjoy the three-point contest still. But the dunk contest has gotten really watered down. And 
Every once in a while, you have a year where there's a few really good dunks. A couple of guys put on a hell of a show that Aaron Gordon and who else did it a couple of years ago. There's a, I mean, there's been some good stuff in that, but for the most part, it's just not, it doesn't have the prestige it once did. And I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. But, and even this year, it was even more so because it used to be you had NBA All Star Saturday night. That's right. Now, when, that's when you had the three-point contest and the dunk contest, and then you went into Sunday for the all-star game. And this year, it was all just in one night. Which I imagine COVID reasoning. And uh, I watched some. Watched the three-point contest. Steph Curry. Be tough to be him. You knew that. And then the dunk contest. Eh. <laughs> All-star game. Eh, I didn't really watch much of that. Just a little bit. So it's weird. I know, just not the same. But again, it for me, it really hasn't been the same in a while. So, But I still got to watch the three-point contest. And hey, that's enough for me. So thank you, NBA All-Star Weekend, for that at least. And also, what the hell? this top shot thing like I'm just the I don't get it but I do but I don't because (laughs) they're just like video highlights and shit but they can be bought for a lot of money if you have certain ones so it's kind of a lottery type deal you're kind of trying to hit a big deal highlight card or whatever the hell it is so that you can put it on the market make some money but the whole thing is weird and right now it's in better face so you can't even touch your money like there's so much <laughs> top shot I see it sometimes and I'm like I kind of want to get it back and then I'm just like oh. <laughs> do I do I also Sunday, Sunday night, you know me, I'm a fan of the the graps, as the kids say these days, the squared circle, and AEW Revolution pay-per-view was on, and I didn't order it. I do occasionally order them for AEW, but uh, haven't had to do that in a while, because when I was into WWE, I just had the network, so I got them all. And then with New Japan Pro Wrestling, they don't really have pay-per-views. They just do all their shows. It's like, a yeah, it's just how they roll. And you can get all of it on their little site thing. So no need for that. So really, I've, I've done a few AEW pay-per-views over the last handful of years, but that's really it. Wasn't going to get this one. But I guess it was a pretty damn good show. And the main event featured Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire match. And I saw some highlights. Crazy shit. Now here's where it gets bad. Because apparently the rest of the show was pretty good too. As was this main event. This bar- exploding barbed wire match. And there's a problem. At the end of the match, I guess there's a timer on the screen. The whole ring is supposed to explode. And John Moxley's still lying in the ring. So a guy from the back, who they'd been fighting, he'd been fighting with Moxley a little bit, came down and proved his friendship by covering his friend up 
as the ring exploded. And the ring exploding basically looked like sparklers. It, it, it was pretty bad. A lot of people were dogging it on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty bad. And even John Moxley, I don't know if it was on, or I just saw it on social, but I, I, it could have been on the pay-per-view. But he says, uh, uh, Omega's a tough son of a bitch, but he can't make an ex- a ring explode worth a shit or something like that. So he's taking a little shot. Well-deserved shot. You can't do that. You got to do better. Because I'll, I'll defend shit to an extent. You know, I'm not as, I'm not as harsh of a critic. But it was pretty bad. <laughs> but I didn't pay any money for it. So, you know, whatever. I'll catch it at some point, I'm sure. Speaking of New Japan Pro Wrestling, their New Japan Cup is underway. A little over halfway through round one. It's been fantastic so far, in my opinion. I got my brackets sitting over there. A couple of big names out already. Tetsuya Naito. Kazuchika Okada. Two of the top guys in the sport. Out in round one. But some very interesting stuff to watch. I'm kind of compelled by the thought of an evil versus Jay White final to the cup, potentially unleashing a bullet club civil war. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you take my advice and check the New Japan out, you'd know. But that's for wrestling fans. And then, hey, Sunday coming up is Selection Sunday. That's right, for March madness i remember last march i wasn't working i was on leave of absence leave of absence blah, 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 blah. hey i got this far in the pod without really uh you know messing up too much that's pretty good i'm gonna give myself a pat on the back yeah you know what? i'm gonna do this too yeah. i know i know <laughs> but march madness last year didn't happen and I was so excited for it because I, I wasn't going to be working and then it didn't happen. So this year, I'm barely working, to be honest, just right at the moment. <laughs> Sounds terrible, but it's true. And March Madness, we should actually get. So I'm excited to watch it, even though I hope that they don't have these arenas with, with fucking people in them or just... Hope they don't do some stupid shit. But I hope we get the tournament. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. And it sounds like we will. Selection Sunday. Selection. Gotta make my bracket. I gotta get my bracket ready. It's gonna be so fun. Maybe I'll get a miscellaneous debris pool going for the bracket. For everyone out there. Ah, March Madness. Oh, the madness. Oh, the madness. It is March you know, working our way out of winter. Spring is coming. Can't wait for spring showers. I fucking love the rain. Things might be looking better. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what happens March 20th. 
when Trump's not elected or inaugurated as president again. <laughs> and we'll see how batshit crazy these fucking QAnons and whatnots go. Unless they finally concede. But most of them won't. Some of them will. Most of them won't. Perhaps they'll just pick another date. Perhaps they'll just lose their shit. Who knows? Who knows? But maybe things are, you know, looking a little better for a while if we if we make it through March. We'll see. Still got those COVID variants out there and shit. My God. It's just oh, the madness. The madness. <laughs> All right, all right. It's about time to wrap this tea party up. End this shit. Right before we go. Before we go. I do have one more little sport bit that I wanted to get into. And pertaining to the NBA. And with it being All-Star Weekend and everything. Or All-Star Sunday, I guess I should say. I've recently heard about a... Michael Jordan's story that maybe some of you, many of you are familiar with, and perhaps not. But it was told by one Kevin Garnett because he was involved. And it was on the All the Smoke podcast, which is a pretty good podcast hosted by Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, a couple of old school NBA bad boys, I would say. And they do a very good job hosting this pod, and they had KG on one time. And he's talking about his rookie season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And his teammate, J.R. Ryder, Easy Ryder, he was doing a pretty good job against Michael Jordan as they were playing the Bulls. And Kevin Garnett decided to vocalize that to J.R. Ryder in the earshot of Michael Jordan. This proved to be a mistake. <laughs> As it went on, Michael got a wild hair up his ass. And before you know it, he scored 18 points. It went from a two-point lead to a 25-point lead. KG and the rest of the Timberwolves are huffing and puffing. They've been playing defense almost the whole time. <laughs> Six, seven minutes. And he just got torched. By Jordan and the Bulls. More than likely. Because of Kevin Garnett's mouth. And as KG describes it. He gets back to the bench. Huffing and puffing. And like. Looks at JR. And he's like. I'm sorry man. I'm sorry. And JR's like man. It's cool man. I told you to shut the fuck up. It's a really great story. I probably did a terrible job of telling it. So you should go check it out yourself. All the smoke. Kevin Garnett. It's funny stuff. The moral of the story with that is, don't mess with masters of their crafts. You know what I mean? Now, Dr. Seuss, once considered a master of his craft, under scrutiny, heavy scrutiny, for a while... But now something being done about it. Some books are being pulled. The crazy thing is, is most of them aren't huge sellers. Most of them. 
I think there's one on there that's one of more one of the top ones, but some pretty strong racial undertones in this shit. You can't deny it. But I understand how some people would say, okay, I'm down for, you know, certain things, but this feels like going too far with Potato Head and and and, and Dr. Seuss. But when you have the National Education Association de-emphasizing Dr. Seuss, like how much you should really get into that. And they've been doing it for years. I mean, that kind of tells you what some really intelligent people who, you know, get this sort of thing, what they think of those books. I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it's kind of to me like I, I think about Michael Jackson along those lines. People have such a hard time, like, with that sort of thing. Michael Jackson, like, believing that he could be what he was, commit such atrocities, Right? But there's also the idea of separating the artist from the art. If you believe there's none of what makes him shitty as an individual within his music. Because that would be the problem with Dr. Seuss, particularly, is that that shitty part of him is interwoven, it would appear, in his stories. Now, me, I don't give a fuck. I could deal without Michael Jackson and his music. Because it is hard, I really, <laughs> to hear that music. It's difficult for me to hear a Michael Jackson song and not go, oh, Neverland. <laughs> like, you had that place. That was a pretty fucking bad place. Yeah, I don't really feel like listening to that anymore. <laughs> like, seriously. But that's me. I have a hard time with that. And it'd be the same thing with Dr. Seuss. Like, I'd have a hard time wanting to show my kids, or even wanting to keep the damn books, if, if like, it's, like, really that clear motherfuckers are racist. I don't need racist shit in my life. I just don't. And I saw a great tweet where one Bernice King, she's a minister on Twitter, at Bernice King, she was talking about how a lot of times, a lot of example, situation, what people refer to as cancel culture is really just accountability. And I have to agree with that because it, I've also read something before, probably on social, talking about how cancel culture is like the new thing. It's like it used to be politically correctness. Like, oh, we can't say it because it's PC. And I get it to an extent. Like, like, people don't like to be told what not to say. But people also should be more respectable, you know? And that's, that, that's a big part of what's wrong with this country. So I got to say that, that, that it, I agree with Miss Bernice King 
Cancel culture equals accountability. And not in every circumstance. I, w- I would have to also agree with her on that because she didn't say every situation. But for the most part, yeah, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, all right, all right. So serious. But I just want to, I do, I want accountability. Really, in all this shit. I want something to happen to fucking Trump. There needs to be some sort of accountability. He needs to be held accountable for some of the shit he did. Like, he just does. And it's not looking real great with all his tax stuff. So he could get in a little trouble there. We'll see. One can hope. One can hope. But accountability, all these people leaving their states open, no mask mandate. Where's the accountability? It's much needed, much needed, much needed, especially in this fucking country. But what, what, what? America. That's that's America. America. And by the way, I would also say, tune in Wednesday night to that, well, I'll be watching the challenge with my, my wife. Sounds like they're in for some crazy shit in the next mission, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do get a kick out of that show, so I enjoy watching it with my wife. We'll be doing that, but then we will also be doing the new South Park special, the vaccination special. All I can picture is the commercial for it, where it's like, shots, 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 shots. (laughs) I love South Park. And if you did not catch the pandemic special, you need to, because it was fantastic. So I imagine this will be just as good, if not better. South Park rarely disappoints, at least in my eyes. At least in my eyes. But all right. That is what I got for y'all. Going to end this tea party now. Get the hell out of here. You know me per usual. I'm recording this the night before it's released. So it's late here at the Madhouse MK. And I'm ready for some food and some relaxed. Relaxed. Oh, man. I was doing so great throughout the whole goddamn pod. It just gets rough at the end. Anyway. Time for food and rest. So as always, much love to you all. Stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. Have a great week till next time. Ta-ta for now. Laters!